probably doing tonight. I can 100% guarantee you that clipped hard as fuck. I heard it clip. I didn't even have my earphones on. Yeah. Well, this is a Shaky Frame podcast. We talk about movies sometimes. First things first, we're going to give a shout out to Mahaley's Grave for letting us use that intro music. I'm Daniel Sims. I'm Devin Boland. And today we're talking about uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I had never seen it before. You'd heard about it, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because you're, you're a McConaughey fan. Yeah. And that was that was one of my big surprises. I thought he was gay. In, like... No. I thought I thought the movie was about a gay man, and it was not. And that kind of caught me off guard, but... But... Yeah, I clipped hard as fuck. I clipped on your mic. Ron Woodruff. <laughs> the character he played. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, like, he lost a shit ton of weight. It was like 50 pounds. Yeah, like, I think, like, he actually lost the weight. And not quite uh, Christian Bale and The Mechanist. The Machinist. The Mechanist. It's, it's literally The Machinist. That's my job title. I know what it is. It's The Mechanist, bro. All right, it's The Mechanist. Mechanist. It's about, it's about a macaroni and cheese chef. Not The Mechanist, The Mechanist. Mac. Like mac and cheese. No, like, that's insane. And that's kind of where I wanted to head off this discussion. First, like, w- like you'd heard about the movie, obviously. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I'd seen it before when it first came out. And I didn't remember a lot of it because this was before my Jared Leto obsession. But we're both McConaughey fans. I think. I think you are. Yeah, I am. The fact that the man can drop like 50 pounds play a dying AIDS patient and still have more charisma in his right pinky toe than I have in my entire body infuriates me to no end. I don't understand that. Like, what makes people so charismatic? Like, what makes Matthew McConaughey as charismatic as he is? I think that's that's one of, like, the actual superpowers that people can have. Charisma? Charisma. And he's... A superman. He's a king, dude. Yeah. Like in Hollywood, who do you think is the most charismatic actor in Hollywood? Probably McConaughey. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, that's what my vote's on. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's anybody that surpasses him. Maybe a younger Jack Nicholson. Maybe, but I don't know. McConaughey just makes like, literally, he makes everybody turn into butter. Yeah. Like, instantly. Yeah. Like, I hear his voice, or I just see him walk in those fucking Lincoln commercials. Yeah. And I, I literally, I just start melting, dude. And like, I drop, like, four inches, pretty much a second. Penile inches? I ain't got that much to lose. But, no, that grows a little bit, you know? Like. Get a little half chub going. I, no, I wonder if there's any, like, logistics to that thought, like, any scientific data. To what? Like. Okay, say, like, you know, like, the alpha, beta, like, ranking system of, like, yeah. males, like, the dominant male and, the, like, the, 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 the non-dominant males and whatnot. Yeah. If you're around just a bunch of dominant males, do you get, like, a kick in the pants biologically? I think you also have to be around females. Like, if there's a bunch of, you have like... To have, you have to have viable mates. Right. And then you're around a bunch of dominant males. But Even today, like, like yeah. in a non-competition scenario, like, you're just around a bunch of alphas. Yeah. Like, I wonder, 
Like, does it bring, like, does your penis grow? Like, does it hang longer, even though it's not any bigger? Does it sit lower? I don't know if it's necessarily your penis, but I know your balls get bigger in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't jerk off for, like, six days. I think it's eight now. Yeah. Man. I had to go up an underwear size. Shit's intense. I don't... That just doesn't sound pleasant to me. Why are you doing what? this? Not jerking off. Well, I'm not going to go into full detail. <laughs> people are going to listen to this, but... It's just something I'm dealing with, man. Something I'm dealing with. Yeah. I didn't have the self-preservation necessary to limit myself. And... Yeah, I think I got a borderline addiction to pornography. Self-preservation. It's caused me problems. I don't know. It's a detachment thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've seen... I want to be more self-control I've than seen self-preservation. It. You're not really pre- preserving your life. Well, I'm preserving, I'm preserving my ability to mate successfully. Yeah, but, I guess. But, like, I've seen it happen, like, in females. Like, they get used to, like watching porn by themselves and making themselves orgasm and they can't reach orgasm from a man or they have problems staying lubricated naturally. Yeah. And I have, I don't have problems staying lubricated, but the male equivalent of that has happened to me. Yeah. And that's why I'm not, I feel better. I feel better. Um, I feel smarter. I don't think there's any logic to that. No, I know. I do. Honestly, I really do. Like I feel it's a, it's a clarity thing. It's a clarity thing. Like I feel. I find the opposite. Yeah. I find when I when I've gone, I'm at like four now. Yeah. And my mind's jumbled. I feel clear. I got to get the demons out, bro. I feel clear. Um, I'm not. I run like weirdly. When I was doing it, two times a day, three times. See that? That's a little much. That may have been your problem. No, that is my problem. I have no self control. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach myself that, but like I was doing it two or three times a day. That's what I thought about. Yeah. But now I don't do it at all. I don't think about it. You know what doesn't happen when you jerk off though? What? You don't get AIDS. Boom. Segway. Look at me. I'm fucking Paul Blart over here. I was going to bring it in way smoother than you did. <laughs> what were you going to say? Okay. In the scene where it's probably three quarters of the way through the movie. And he sees the first girl he's seen that has AIDS, and he immediately takes her in the bathroom and fucks her. Yeah. That's where I was going to go with it, because he hasn't had it for so long. He It makes it that much more enjoyable. He's been jerking off the whole time. But he hasn't been having sex. We're not talking about having sex. We're talking about jerking off. Well, that would have been a good segue, though. That would have been a good segue. Yeah, you fucking asshole. I thought I had a solid segue, though. It would have been if you hadn't caught, like, like acknowledged it. No. You have to acknowledge it. We literally talked it's, about it. It's like not, explaining a joke. You have to explain a joke. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> you fucking fat labia. <laughs> Anyways. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. There is. There's a lot to unpack. There is. I got some weird feelings in my body I need to talk about. It's one of those movies that misdirects you, though. Because like I said, I thought he was going to be gay. Yeah. That's not the main misdirection. It's, it's really a hit on Big Pharma. Which I am all for. No, dude, yeah. I am all for. Do it again, McConaughey. Yeah. Go for it. It's a hit on Big Pharma, and it was like, in a weird way, and we're going to, like, a gangster movie. Yeah. Like, in a sense. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it was it was Ron Wood, Woodson or Woodard. Was it Woodard? Woodruff. Who was a real guy. Woodruff. Ron Woodruff. Uh, 
it's kind of just him being a gangster. Pretty much, yeah. But it's like an old style gangster. Like he's benefiting people. He's running a racket. <laughs> Dude. There are a lot of upsetting scenes in this movie. There are. There are a lot. And this is one of the things I do want to talk about. It's like the anti-hero type character. Yeah. That has risen in extreme popularity in America with like kind of the pimple point of it being Deadpool. Yeah. Like Deadpool is the head on the anti-hero thing and the, the amount of success those movies have had. Yeah. Kind of just proves my point. But there are a lot of upsetting scenes in this movie. And not most of them, but a good bit of them are upsetting because of the actions of the main character. Yeah. And the fact that I still love the fuck out of the dude, they wrote him well. Matthew McConaughey played him well. What actions are you talking about? Uh, his being a homophobe. Oh yeah, like blatantly. Yeah, he's just like a raging homophobe, which I still somehow lovable. I wasn't alive again, in that time. Exactly, I was about to say I, we did not live in the AIDS. No, like, literally. Crisis. Do you want to know my knowledge of the AIDS epidemic? This movie, yeah, killed Freddie Mercury, and South Park made an episode about it. And Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson has AIDS, and money's the cure. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's literally all. I know about it. Yeah. I'm kind of ashamed to admit that because I feel like that kind of was a lot bigger deal than it's looked at now. Yeah. But. Oh, no. Like, it was a massive deal, dude. See, I know, like, I know literally nothing about it. Because nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, gay people do get it at, like, a exorbitant the statistics rate. in the newspaper in the movie was seventy seventy one percent of cases were homosexuals. Yeah, or bisexuals. We had we had pamphlets we were handing out mm-hmm. a couple months ago. It's like it's like AIDS still like I know AIDS is still a thing, obviously. Yeah, but like, is it common anymore? You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. It's because you work in a hospital, so I mean, yeah. I feel like you have probably definitely heard about it more than I have. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever met a person. That has AIDS. I've seen a few. Not a lot, but a few. Uh-huh. But then again, we live in a smaller town. Yeah. I'm sure if we were in Atlanta, it'd be Well, I, I did play a show in a prevalent. venue that was next door to an AIDS clinic. Yeah. So, I guess. But it's like nine or, tens, nine or ten times more likely to get it from gay sex than straight sex. I wonder why. And then like two or three times more likely to get it from intravenous drug use. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not super educated on the history of the no, disease. No, I feel or like, like that. not. I mean, I'm not homophobic, but I feel kind of like in the dark about it the way Ron Woodruff did in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I love the library scene when he's one. The, okay, they they set up his character like he's like crooked. He's he's a party animal. He's like just it's simple. Dude, I've never wanted to do coke more in my life. Not even while I was doing coke. <laughs> <coughs> really? That sounded good. Yeah, I got you. Th- sound like Ron Woodruff right now. <coughs> yep. Uh huh. But um, the library scene because they they set it up, and I'm like, I don't think he's inherently a dumb guy. Yeah. But, but no, he he gives off that like simple. Yeah. Like he's worried about getting ass and having a good time. 
Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people in towns like ours, that's all they worry about. Exactly. I, I had those days, and you had those I days. I still have We those had days. those days together. Yeah. And um, the library scene, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, there's more to this guy. Like, this movie's going to go different than I expected. Yeah, for sure. I did not see any of this coming. Like, honestly, like, if I had to guess the plot based off the trailer, it would be same setup, but then it would be a love story. Yep. Between Jared Leto and yes. Matthew McConaughey. Like him overcoming his homophobia, homophobia by falling in love with a man. Yeah. Which, and I think he loved him. He fucking loved him. He loved him as a brother. Rayon. No. Yeah. I don't think there was romantic interest, like, physically, but I there was he a... Loved, he loved him as a sibling, the way I love you as a sibling. No, I don't feel like... I feel like he loved him as a companion. I mean, we're companions, but I don't love you... Romantically, yeah. There's a tangible difference, yeah. In the beginning, st- in, no, in the beginning stages of romance, there was no, there was no romantic. No, but it, no, I'm telling you, dude. If you look at old couples, old couples that are happy, like 70s and 80s, been together 30, 40 years. It literally, it's not, it's not romantic love anymore. Yeah, it's just sibling love. It's unconditional. Unconditional, and yeah. that's I. The way he portrayed it, that's what I saw. In a begrudging, insulting way. He that's loved why I Rayon. think it was a friendship love. Oh, shit. <laughs> I loved Rayon. We fucking insult each other. Constantly, Constantly, fat fuck. And, I don't know. It seemed very friendshipish. <laughs> and I do want to mention this real quick. So if you if anybody out there has listened to our previous podcasts, I uh, I've mentioned several times that I would masturbate Jared Leto with my hands. Yeah, seeing him dressed as a woman was very confusing for me. <laughs> it's kind of hot though. No, he's a pretty dude. Yeah, like honestly, and like wardrobe and hair and makeup made him look like a man that was trying to play a woman. If Jared Leto went in full drag. Yeah. You would never fucking know it until the dick came out. <laughs> no, if, no, if Jared Leto in real life decided to dress as a woman for a day, you could not fucking guess it. I think you could figure it out. I wouldn't want to. Cause, especially if he's only doing it for a day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... He's already got long hair. Yeah, but there's a lot of grooming that that's involved with that. Well, he, you know, he's, he's an L.A. type guy. He's a he'd pretty have, boy. He'd have to get his eyebrows on fleek. And all that. Yeah. Seeing him dress I hate one. myself for saying on fleek. I, I, I can't, honestly can't believe you did. I was yeah. going to ignore it. But this is, it, it, it confused me. It, it confused me a little bit. Yeah. Him being, um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, the biggest takeaway I have from this movie, actors get profiled constantly. Yeah. Like, like a Nick Offerman. Like, even though he's fantastic actor, he's a character actor, he's kind of cast in the same roles most of the time, which is like the begrudging, yeah. stiff man. Speaking of which, have you seen his show? Make it? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's good. 
I, I just love him and Amy Poehler. Yeah. And Nick Offerman's is my like he's probably my favorite guy in Hollywood. Yeah. He's a beautiful writer. Like I don't consider him a comedian. But like I, he's a humorist like in the style of like Mark Twain. Like I really think Nick Offerman is the Mark Twain of this century. Yeah. But um they get typecast and shit and I feel like and I've had this conversation with people. A lot of people think Matthew McConaughey is just a good looking southern slang slinging he was for a long time. I know, but... What was his breakout movie? Days and Confused was his first movie. It was his first movie, That's but then he, he got... attention. Then he got into the rom-coms for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Failure to Launch. What's, what uh, is it? Ghost of Girlfriend's How to Lose Past. a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. I fuck with Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. This is a good movie, dude. <laughs> it's a good movie. I love Christmas, and I love Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. So it's just the whole package for me. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think he showed incredible range as an actor. And, like, he borderline, like, method acted this movie, I think. He did. Mm -hmm. He lost 50 pounds for the fucking role. Yeah. And I, I, that's the, it's, it's interesting because Jared Leto, by definition, is a method actor. Yeah. And seeing, the interplay between those two was really interesting for me. Yeah. Because they're both extremely attractive men that I feel like are kind of typecast. Not really Jared Leto because he's really picky with his roles, but I feel like they're viewed the same from the outside. Yeah. But they're both brilliant actors. And I think there's just an, a tremendous amount of emotional depth in this movie relative to a topic that I'm not connected to and happened well before I was born. Yeah. And I get, I, one fuck big pharma. I think I've said that on this podcast. Fuck. No, for real. Like, and this made me want to learn about. Yeah. It made me want to research the AIDS epidemic that and, the way the FCC handled, or not the FCC, <laughs> the freaking FCC, the um, FDA, mm-hmm. the way they handled it, and what their reasoning actually was. Yeah, it's money. Well, you never know. I think it was money, honestly, and it, and it probably was money. It's but, like big tobacco. But uh, I mean, I'd have to look. I have to do my own research nope. because I don't want to. I don't want to trust. I'm making blind opinion. I'm making just blind statements here. Yeah, I don't want to just trust this bl- like blindly. No, you because it was very obviously painted in yeah. one direction, and you shouldn't. Yeah, like at all. And we've talked about this a few times. That's a rarity nowadays. Yeah, it is. Is the want and the willingness to do your own research and form your own opinion. And even just look at the other side. Looking at the other side is like worshiping Satan. Yeah. Nowadays, it's which is insane. And worshiping Satan is like jerking not, off. Not that bad. But like it's insane because like we literally live in the freest country ever. Yeah. But there's so many signs of fascism and intolerance. Yeah. 
ironically, for the most part, I see them coming from the side that are supposedly anti-fascist know, and tolerant. Don't get me on this. No, I'm not even trying to play the side game. Because uh, there's a comedian named, for people that don't know, there's a comedian named Theo Vaughn. He's hilarious from New Orleans, Louisiana. He has a podcast called This Past Weekend. Go check it out. He was had Jordan Peterson on a few weeks ago, and he says that like he sees the country dividing, yeah. but not along like the Democrat-Republican line or the rich or the poor line. He sees it dividing in the thinkers and the non-thinkers. I completely agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Because, and it's kind of you guys' fault. I wasn't like this in high school. I didn't want to know what was actually happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, you saw me in high school. I walked around for four years just like, fuck the American government. Well, I mean, well, but now that's I, when you were not zombified. You think I'm a zombie now? No. You were in high school, though. By who? You? Yeah. By uh, that girl named Ambien? Let's not talk about that. Let's <laughs> not talk about that. No, but like I, like I, like for most of high school and a couple of years afterwards, I formed opinions based off of loose information and and no no research on my own part. Just things I was exposed to. But the problem is, I can be persuasive. Yeah. Most of all to myself. So I would argue with myself and convince myself I was right. Yeah. And I did that for a long time. And it took hanging around you and people that would call me on my shit for me to kind of develop the skill and the interest and being factually correct and being able to support my statements. Yeah. Which I thank you for because it's a lot of fun. You've helped me in the same thing. Yeah. You've helped me be more sure of myself. So we've helped each other in opposite ways. I am too sure of myself. That's yeah. my fucking problem. I used to, like, in high school, I would be very quiet because I was afraid if I spoke, I would be wrong about something and someone would crucify me. I never worried about that. I just I said shit. And then if I was wrong, I would argue until they gave up. Yeah, you could talk your way out of it somehow. I don't know if I could anymore. I don't know. Let's have a flat earth debate. No, I I don't. I don't think I have that skill anymore. Yeah. Because I'm not willing to lie to myself. Yeah. And that's the reason only good at that's the only reason I was good at debating things when I was obviously wrong. That's what makes a good bullshitter, man. Is because I would lie to myself about what the truth actually was. Yeah. And kind of miss it. It's a powerful tool. It was. It's a powerful tool. It got me out of a lot of shit. Yeah. Got me in a lot of shit. Yeah. But Jordan Peterson already mentioned him once, like 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos is his newest book. And one of the rules is uh, be honest. No, no, tell the truth or at least don't lie. And the biggest takeaway was stop lying to yourself. Yeah. And that's really, that's what I'm trying to do. Because I mean, like, you know, like when you like, like you'll say, say you get home. And you know you need to wash clothes, or you need to go get your oil changed, or you need to take a shower. And you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down or lay down and watch TV for like an hour, like unwind, and then I'm going to go do this. You know when you're laying down, you're not going to get up and go fucking do it. Yeah. 
but you do it anyways with the false promise that you're going to accomplish it. I do that constantly. That's why I find having something like going to the gym, Mm -hmm. something that's a regular everyday. A discipline. Yeah. Just like I have to do this. It helps me get other things done. Like today. I've been needing to get my oil changed for at least a month. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I started going to the gym earlier this week. Started going back. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I went, then left the gym, went and got my oil changed. Mm-hmm. Then went home, took a shower, and then just waited on you, your sleepy ass. I was on. I was up too late, dude. I stay yeah. on the phone too late. That happens. You know, gotta and gotta and nurture things in their infancy. I can't really give you shit for it because I've done it multiple times. That's literally the first time I've done it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice spot for my voice. <laughs> that feels so fucking <laughs> that good. Fucking buttery. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't start coughing. Don't start coughing. Oh, it's coming. Oh, there it is. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Saved it. <coughs> there it goes. Get right. it out, big boy. We're good. <laughs> We're good. I got fucking Ublek. What's his name? Fucking Flubber. You got Flubber down these pants. We got Flubber running around in my chest area, in my lung cavities. Dude, that's a movie we need to do. I'm I'm good. When did Rob Williams die? Month wise. Too soon. <laughs> that's a good answer we need to have a robin williams month okay i wanted to do goodwill hunting today but it wasn't on netflix yeah so i gotta find it somewhere else um i'm lightheaded oh, shit but yeah i want to do a robin williams month mm-hmm. let's do dead poet society uh goodwill hunting mrs doubtfire flubber and mrs doubtfire down that's a solid month. Damn. Are we going to do Patch Adams? We have to do Good Morning Vietnam. Vietnam. I'm not doing Jumanji. Why? I don't like them. What? I think it's terrible movies. What? Yep. They're terrible movies. The first one's good. I haven't seen the newer one. Hmm. But the first one's good. Hmm. You ever watch Zathura? Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Kristen Stewart was in it. And that makes you like it? I was obsessed with her, dude. Dude, fuck yourself. She's so pretty. You know what? In Zathura, she's frozen. I couldn't tell. Because that's what her acting looks like all the fucking time. I feel like she gets a lot of shit. She does. She does. But it's fun. It's fun to give people shit. I mean, that's like... I'm going to admit some shit on the air today. Go for it. Um, It's fun to shit on Twilight. It is. And they're not good movies. And they're not great yeah. books. Yeah. Never read them, but. Okay, I'm 22. I'm a 22-year-old man. The last time I read through the Twilight series was oh, last year. <laughs> the last time I watched all the Twilight movies was two like two months ago. What? And I enjoyed it. What the fuck? I like watching them, dude. Why? I like watching them and I like reading them. Because it ties me back because like the first time I read them and the first time I watched them, I was in like very much like my first love relationship in high school. Yeah. And like I went to the midnight releases and shit like that. And it kind of ties me back to the innocence of that part of my life. 
That like, bothers me. It's like a. It, it's like a. But I guess that's why I, like I'll go back and watch Shrek or Jumanji. Fuck Shrek, but fuck you. <laughs> are we doing this again today? Yeah. No, but no. Like I really like. I think you're the only person I've ever admitted that to, and I just did it. Me and the other eighty people. Yeah. So, I'm gonna let's get this one trending so everybody knows. I mean, I'm not a, like I'll admit it. It's just it's not something I like to bring up in front of people. But no, like I understand. I, I read through them last year. Understand. I watched the movies two months ago. It was fucking fun. Um, have you seen uh, what's his name? Uh, who? Jacob. Yeah. What's his name? I'm not gonna say it because you're gonna make fun of me. I'm not. I'm not. It. I'm really not. What is his name? I don't remember. Fuck. Have you seen him fat? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's great. He just looks like the puppy version of what he was. <laughs> Team Edward, though. Oh, God. See, now I'm going to make fun of you. That's something to make fun of you for. Why? Mm. Why? Just, I hate Why Team Edward? So much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That, just, just, uh, you don't have anything you're kind of ashamed for enjoying? Midget porn, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that, dude. I got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. It's almost, it's, I shared it on Facebook. Let's uh, see. Something I'm ashamed of enjoying. Um, there's a show on ABC that I like a lot. It's called The, the Good Doctor. It's about an autistic uh, doctor. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, who plays him? Doogie Howser. No, uh, Norman Bates from Bates Motel plays him. Okay. Solid actor. Agreed. It's just a good movie. Or not a good movie. It's a good show. Vera Firminga. Hooey. That's why that show is fucking dope. I'll sell my soul to look at her naked. They have an amazing cast on that show. Yeah. Like, how they locked that down, I don't know. His brother is somebody too. Who's his brother? I don't remember. I'm ashamed of the Twilight thing. But you should be. No, I'm just playing. You don't have to be ashamed. I'm also all... kind of ashamed. I like Steven Universe. And don't don't be because don't it's be. so emotional, and <laughs> and like I feel like I have to like based off the way I look physically, I feel like I have to portray like this semi. Semi what? You hear that? Yeah. What the fuck is it? I don't know. It's a fucking ghost, dude. It's the ghost of girlfriend's past. It's the, it's the ghost of Porgy and Bess. God damn you, Matthew. <laughs> no, but um, it's so like I feel like I have to portray like I don't know. I feel like it's kind of forced, especially in a lot of the culture around where we live, like to like, be a man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, like the. Oh, he's the kid from the pacifier. That's how I know. Okay, but <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Um. Anyway, go on. Steven Universe is so emotional. Yeah. That like I can't, I don't openly discuss the fact that I'm in love with it. Cause I, I don't. I mean, we, we. I've never actually watched it. I've watched clips with you. We've watched Adventure Time. But we watched it when. When it was on, you know. I still watch it sometimes. Yeah, me too. But like that's it's it's nostalgic. Steven Universe gives me the same feelings Adventure Time does, but I think it's one hundred percent a superior show. Really? Yes. I will argue that 
until the fucking sun goes down. Why do you say that? I think it's better written. I think it's better written. Um, it's not as funny. It's not as funny. But I think they accomplish a lot of the same things better. Does it have moments that will make you trip your balls off? Yes. Really? Not like Adventure Time. Oh. Like if Adventure Time's a 10 on like trippiness, yeah. I'd give it a 7. Okay. That's respectable. Um, the deer episode's really why I love Adventure That's Time. That's the classic. It is. No, the what was missing episode where the door lord steals something from all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start playing music. That's my favorite episode yeah. ever. Well, the deer episode just... I was high as balls senior in high school. No. And when he takes his fucking he, hooves off... ye sadistic. Yeah. ye sadistic. He did that on purpose. Because he got you high, made you watch it, and you went to sleep. And then I got there, and he got me high, and made me watch it, and then I didn't go to sleep. Yeah. And then we did it to Nick. Nick... Uh, Henson. Oh, yeah. And I thought he was going to go through the fucking wall, dude. Really? He's like, what the fuck? Started backing up. Mm-hmm. But it's shit like that. Like, that's such a hard curve. Because it's just a random deer throughout the episode, and then he takes his fucking hooves off and wiggles his fucking finger. I can see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sound it makes. Yeah. So I've, I've practiced that. For a long time, <laughs> practiced that for a long time. It's like the uh, can you make the Hannibal Lecter sound? The Clarice, <laughs> the fava beans sound. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he's got like interjections in there. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not gonna try. Yeah, that it turned into an hour of us trying. I want to do it now. Yeah, we'd eventually get it though. I, I can't. <laughs> That's why Anthony Hopkins is an OG. Should have been John C. Riley. What? <laughs> <laughs> Should have been Cameron Diaz. Dude, we got to do Gangs in New York. Yes. Because Daniel Day Lewis. We've been talking. I think we've mentioned this in every episode. Yeah. Or at least the first few. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is retiring from acting. That's sad. You know why? Yeah, because he went fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. What movie? What movie for? I don't know. It's his newest one. I don't think it's out yet. Oh. We should do it. Yes, we, we should do to. a Daniel Day Lewis month because, like, honestly, oh, yeah. one of the greatest method actors ever. One of just it, big you best actors say, yeah. ever. But Gangs of New York, fucking Bill the Butcher, bro. Like Liam Neeson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Cameron Diaz, John C. Riley, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, you want to talk about a cast? That's a fucking cast. We got to do it. So do you want to know? I'm going to tell you something right now. You were there. I've said, said it multiple times. My favorite movie is The Departed. Yeah. You're talking about a cast. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin, the black guy from Kangaroo Jack, <laughs> <laughs> the black uh, Jack Nicholson. I think I fell asleep before the black guy from Kangaroo Jack showed up. No, this is what we're this is what I'm gonna talk about. 
So I put my favorite movie on for all you guys. Every single motherfucking one of y'all, including me, went to sleep. That happens. My excuse. We had five motherfuckers piled up on a couch. It got nice and cozy. My excuse. I've seen it over a hundred times, and that is a no bullshit number. I've seen that movie over a hundred times. That was my first time watching it. That upsets me. Yeah. I know it wasn't because it wasn't good. I know it's because we'd been up for like three days at that point. But. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was just trying to share. We had that reclining couch and. We were snuggled up with each other. Everything was set up for that to fail. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep. Yeah. No. And then the like two days later you weren't there. And I made everybody watch Theo Vaughn's special on Netflix. Every motherfucking one of them went to sleep. <laughs> Every one of them. That it upset me. No, I woke up during The Departed. Uh, probably maybe 20 minutes left. Because you were to my left. And Rosie was to my right. Yeah. And my arms were extended out. And both of you were laying on top of them. And I was just like, yep, I'm going to fucking die here. I cannot. Like, I literally tried to get up. And I couldn't. Yeah. So, I'm glad we eventually woke up, because I would have died. Yeah. I think this has been an episode full of tangents. This was the most rambled upon episode we've done, I think. I I think it happened naturally, because we haven't been alone in a studio together in several weeks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's been kind of rough, actually. No, I've missed missed this. I have, too. I mean, no fault on the people we've been around. No, no, it's no. It's just we don't have a stable stable space, yeah. which is changing very soon. Thank God. And it's rough. Yeah, I, I like I. It's rough. I had fun last week, but the week before. Yeah, sorry for the Christopher Robin podcast. We guys. apologize. Like, that's just. And I'm not saying it's not worth listening to, but that is easily one of our weakest. I think it, I think it would have been one of our best <laughs> had it just been me and you. Right, but we got to do what we got to do. We're yeah. going to be in a stable space soon, and we look forward to improving. What time are we at? Uh, probably about, we're at like 35. Huh? So, I mean, we can keep going. You want to go back to the movie? <laughs> I don't really have anything. Like, I have things I can unpack, I guess. I mean. I love that. Like, I'll give you my three biggest things about this movie. Go ahead. Jennifer Garner's her name, right? Oh, she's so hot. She's pretty and all, but I honestly didn't give a flying fuck about her character. I didn't give a shit. Um, yeah. I'm just going to give you my three favorite scenes because there are three distinct scenes that I feel just kind of show you who the fuck Ron Wolford? Woodruff. Woodruff is. Okay. First one. Finds out he's possibly got AIDS. What are you going to do? Snort coke with hookers. Snort cocaine bro. with hookers. Yeah. Love it. Don't even care about passing That dancing is next level, dude. Bro, the fucking... Yeah, he's got that old wobble dance. That mm-hmm. fucking... I've seen my dad hit that. That bath salts wobble, bro. But um, that's a, that's a good scene. Uh, When his buddy tells everybody that he might have AIDS, and they call him a, they call him a fag. That... That touched me for the fact that I've been thanked for, um, like, touching 
an AIDS patient without gloves on. Yeah. Just like hooking them up to the monitor without putting on gloves. Yeah. Because people, they get well, that's not ostracized. Dangerous. No, it's not. It's yeah, not. I'm assuming it's the exchange but, of bodily fluids. Would yeah. Probably do it. Specifically blood. Mm-hmm. But, um, like. They don't get touched. Yeah. They get ostracized from yeah. society because they have HIV uh-huh. or AIDS. And, like, I've literally had someone say, thank you for not putting on gloves. Because uh-huh. they just lose human contact. And I don't think. I definitely take it for granted. I don't think we understand. Understand. I just said take it for granted. I take it for tabletop. <laughs> take it for tabletop, Teddy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we understand what it's how important skin to skin contact. Yeah, and even like, no, I I get that. There's nothing like a crisp handshake. Yeah, like when you're excited to see somebody, crisp handshake, or like I'm really touchy with you guys. Yeah, I hug you guys a lot. I'll kiss you on the cheek, and that's important. I really, like, I really feel like that's important. Yeah. And I could not imagine people not wanting to touch shaking you. my hand yeah. or, or hugging me or putting their hand on my shoulder. Yeah, I couldn't either because of a disease I have. Yeah, that I mean, and it's like that them not doing that is based in no fact. Mm-hmm. Like you can still hug, you can kiss them on the cheek, mm-hmm. you can do whatever. Whatever. Wouldn't suggest sharing a drink. No. Or a needle. But Did you drink after me earlier? You have AIDS? You better look the fuck out, bro. Well, I do, so. No. Oh, so cool. No, but the, the second scene is in the bar when they call him a fag. Tell him he has faggot blood. Yeah. And he goes after him. And then the third scene is when they're in the grocery store. And it's him and Rayon. And he sees his friend. And he basically, like, shoves his dick up his ass and, yeah. like, shake her, shake her hand. Yeah. And the reason I love it those three scenes in particular it's because it shows you wh- who he is when it starts it shows you kind of like the stalwart like just kind, of, just kind of like fuck you like I'm not gonna stop living attitude he took about it yeah. and then it shows you his growth Yeah. at the end he goes from raging homophobe well he goes from raging. a raging homophobe stealing from people he knows and works with yeah. At the at the at the bull riding competition. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's another great scene. Yeah. He just takes off running, hopping fences, and punches shit. the cop in the face, punches get arrested. The cop in the face. But he goes from that, which is obviously a very selfish individual. Yeah. Homophobic. To. Not a homophobe and literally. Trying to help people. Yeah. Like fighting against I, a gigantic corporation not a corporation a government agency. agency to try to help people yeah tremendous character growth in this movie yeah and it, when I the mean, text rolled at the end and they told me how he died he died like a motherfucker dude it hurt my heart dude now what I'm qu- what I'm wondering is bro no when Rayon dies oh that's some sad shit dude I'm gonna cry yeah that's some fucking sad shit but I'm what I'm wondering is is that a real picture of Ron Woodruff at the end? On the bull? Yeah. When they're looking through the slats? Because they zoom in extra hard. It's blurry. And it's blurry. It might be. It could be. It might it could be. could not be. I'm not sure. It, it might be. It just gave me that that feel, mm-hmm. you know? No, but that's what I think this movie nailed well. It's character growth with Ron. 100%. 
that's what it's about really to yeah. me is him growing as a person in this movie. I think that's what the actual story is. Yeah. Uh weak spots. I don't I didn't give a fuck about Jennifer Garner because no, at the end, like she's like Rayon was my friend too. There's literally one scene in the entire movie that would lead me to believe that. They were friends, yeah. And it wasn't executed well. Well, the whole, like, is that Jimmy from high school or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's not even that big of a deal, but I feel like that was a crucial moment in the film. And it was weak. The only time I appreciated Jennifer Garner's presence, presence, presence is when Ron is talking about how he wants a wife and kids and shit like that. Yeah. Can you, like... If you have AIDS, can you have kids? They'll have. I'm they'll pr- they'll have it. I'm pretty sure. It may it may be just if the mother has HIV, uh-huh. but in conceiving, uh-huh. I feel like she'll probably get it yeah. and pass it on. That's sad. One of the saddest things I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I was like. 11 years old mm-hmm. watching Walker Texas Ranger mm. and it was an episode with Haley Joel Osment and he was a kid who had AIDS yeah I wanted to kill myself dude yeah I didn't even know what AIDS was mm-hmm. autoimmune asphyxiation disorder <laughs> disease yeah, it's uh, autoimmune, autoimmune deficiency syndrome yeah Synergy. You ready to give your rating? Yeah. I am. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. 7.5 smackadoos. Okay. Give it a 7. Yeah. Some beautiful performance by McConaughey. Fantastic rewritten character growth. Yeah. I thought Rayon was written well and portrayed beautifully by Jared Leto. Leto. But that was the movie for me. Yeah. Was, was those two. Yeah. It was. I don't really care. It was that. And Although it, I loved the message against the. Uh, yeah. Well, what I loved more than that was kind of like the first half of Goodfellas-esque mm-hmm. scenes you got when he's flying to fucking Tokyo. And kicking and ass. Amsterdam. And kicking ass. Yeah. I like that. He's got that. the fucking suit and the I cowboy liked, hat. I liked the what. A beautiful scene is when he goes in the butterfly room. Yeah. As Rayon's dying. Yeah. Because. Butterflies are traditionally a symbol of beauty. Yeah. And Rayon's talking to herself in the mirror right before she passes and says that she wants to be beautiful when she dies. And I thought that was a yeah. really nice parallel. It, I, My dad was asleep, so I'm glad, but I cried. Like When she died, I cried. It was sad, for sure. I get wrapped up in movies easily. Yeah. And because of how focused I was on the interplay and the character of each of them it was it hurt me I would like to read the actual like transcript of the court case that would be fun to hear like I'm sure you can find it yeah it's gotta be public document now especially by now yeah it's what 30 years ago Mm mhm but yeah all in all Good movie. Give it a seven. Good performance. Recommend you watch it. 
Yeah. Not you, for but sure. people listening. Uh, don't know what movie we're doing next week. I think next no, week's the conclusion of our month. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We almost made it, dude. Made what? Our challenge. Oh, shit. We've yeah. almost done it. We're almost there. I'm going to fuck up now because I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> yeah, we'll probably hit y'all with what's that. What's the date? It's the 23rd. Mm-hmm. We've got seven days. I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up. But um, probably hit y'all up with the end of our month, our end of our challenge episode. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do another movie next week, too. Would do. I want to do Slender Man, so I want to kind of shoot for that. Yeah. Because next weekend's Labor Day weekend, so we should have some time. And then... Um, What's coming out Labor Day weekend? Mm. That's a big is it, movie is weekend. Is it a big movie weekend? I think so. I don't know. I think there's some big shit coming out. I'm not sure. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor might be coming out. Dude, I'm ready which for... I'm excited for. I'm ready for White Boy Rick to come out. What is that? White Boy Rick? Yeah. I know nothing about it. But it's apparently coming out this year. White Boy Rick and the uh, like poster for the film is... No, the security camera, the right one, there's a spider on it. Yeah, fuck that, dude. It's, it's weird. It's weird to look at. Yeah. I'm anyway. glad it's blurry. Yeah. But uh, the poster is Matthew McConaughey. With like a dirty five o'clock shadow, a grill and cornrows, and a wife beater. Yes. I don't know what the fuck it's about. I yes. don't care. It's called White Boy Rick, and that's the picture. It's Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Gotta be about yes. him being a drug dealer. Oh, for sure. And I'm hyped about that. Or either that, or it's gonna be a fucking riffraff <laughs> documentary. <laughs> Codeine cast alone. That, that is one of the most egregious miscastings. I love James Franco, but they should have hired... Well, he, pl- he was playing fucking Riff Raff. He was playing Riff Raff. Just hire Riff Raff. Yeah. He would have done it. He'd have nailed it. Yeah. Fucking Peach Panther. Peach Panther. Cody and Castellano. Iceberg Simpson. Serp Sivan Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him on Hot Ones? Yeah. It's great. It's amazing. But we'll, we'll be back at y'all next week. Um, Check us out on Instagram, Instagram Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Our website. Website. Subscribe to us on the podcast app. If you got an iPhone, it's appreciated. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. we need to check out some sort of distribution, distributing service. Yeah, we can get that. it. If y'all want like to, uh, if y'all have, if, if, any, if anybody out there has any experience with that, hit us up in our comments or message us on Instagram or whatnot and let us know what you've had a good time with, with the, the, the distribution of the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Fat Labian.